you are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hello, everyone, and welcome into my very first Awaken Radio episode of 2023. I'm so excited to be here with you for this first episode of the new year and to share with you everything that I am feeling as we're coming into 2023, what I'm going to be focusing on this year, what feels important to me, what some of my key themes will be. Um, I want to share with you some of the powerful principles that I want to work with this year that are going to be guiding me this year. And I want to offer you really what I'm feeling um, feels important and feels like my themes and my focus for this year. Um, This year that I am calling my year of devotion to the feminine. If you saw the title of this episode, you might have seen 2023, a year of devotion to the feminine. And that's really what I feel like is going to be one of my main areas of focus um, through this year. And I want to talk to you in this episode about what that means, what that means to live in devotion to the feminine, what it means to orient your life more deeply to the needs of your feminine self. And as I share with you really where what I'm feeling and, and what this is going to look like for me, I hope it really inspires you and offers you some things that you can work with this year as well, if this resonates, if this resonates with where you are at as well as you come into this year. So it has been a really slow and gentle entry into 2023 for me. I really allowed myself to have a long, delicious two-week break over the holiday period. And something that I've actually noticed is the way that I navigate my holiday time. So that time over Christmas, New Year, um, as the end of the year wraps up and we come into a new year, the way that I navigate that holiday time and that transition into the new year in terms of how much I allow myself to rest, to play, to relax, to switch off, to reconnect with myself, it seems to really radically affect my year ahead. Now, I've just noticed this over the past few years as I've watched the way I've navigated the in-between between two years and the the, the entry and transition into a year, it seems to really impact um, the energy that I am embodying and feeling as I enter the year, which then impacts what I feel like I want my themes to be for the year. It seems to really guide and dictate how I want the entire year to unfold. So I've learned to really get very intentional around how I navigate the transition between the two years and really allowing myself a beautiful chance to relax and unwind, really reconnect with myself and really listen to what feels most important to me as I'm coming into a new year. And so one of the things I noticed as I wrapped up 2022 was that I was actually feeling really depleted. I talked about this in my previous episode, you know, it was a big year for a lot of us. And as I really started to sink 
back into a space of self-nourishment, which over the holiday period, you know, was just like long days at the beach because it's summer here in Australia. Beautiful adventures with my partner, you know, exploring the Gold Coast because this is our first time living here over summer. This is a holiday destination for a lot of people. So there's a lot of beautiful things to do on the Gold Coast and we really wanted just a chance to explore it, seeing we're living here now. We did beautiful date nights. We ate at incredible restaurants. I read two fiction books. I didn't look at my computer. You know, I was really just being and in the flow. And over that two-week period, all I could hear inside of myself, I just kept hearing this voice and I kept feeling this feeling of, I want more of this. I want more of this in 2023. And what do I need to do and how do I need to shift things to allow me to have more of this, to have more of my life feel like this. And I don't know what it was about this transition into this year, but I have just felt so clearly this really deep sense of completion and doneness around a certain way that I had been living my life and running my energy and operating. And this real completion around a part of myself that had been dominating and ruling me for so long. This part of me that was so hyper-focused on achievement and working and always needing more and more and more and having to come into a new year setting bigger goals and stressing out my nervous system as I would think about all these things I was going to have to do and I, I feel this 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 feeling of being so done with pushing myself and depleting myself and forcing myself Um, And I spent a lot of 2022 unraveling the final remnants of the parts of me that were addicted to that. Like you have to recognize part of you is addicted to those patterns that you run in your system of overworking, overachieving, striving, pushing yourself, constantly depleting yourself, forcing at things. There is a part of you that is addicted to that because there's something that it feeds within you. There's something that you get from it and it actually feeds like a wounded part of you that gets some sense of validation or enoughness or worthiness out of all of that. And I really unraveled that part of me in 2022. And so what I felt coming into this year is just this deep desire it's very visceral like embodied desire I feel it so strongly in my body to live in deep devotion to my feminine energy and what this means to me and we'll talk about it more in this episode but this means to me living in devotion to taking care of myself looking after my body looking after my energy nourishing myself on every level making sure I'm meeting my needs and giving myself what I need. I'm listening to myself and paying attention to myself, moving at my body's pace and trusting my body's pace, working with my cycles, my cyclical energy, my feminine energy, trusting in my intuition, being in the unknown, the mystery, and 
allowing myself to be led and guided step by step by step, moment by moment, like being in the moment and not needing to be in my head and have my head figure everything out, but allowing my guidance to move through my body because I'm so connected to my body and I can feel what needs to happen in each moment and really prioritizing the things that deeply nurture my feminine essence, the feminine side of me. And so as I've been feeling this coming into this year, one of the biggest questions that I'm sitting with in myself and something I'm really exploring now as I start to get back into work and get back into doing, which I've started to do very slowly, by the way, which is why you're getting this episode, you know, pretty much late January, (laughs) because I'm not pushing anything. I'm not rushing anything. I'm really trusting the timing. And so the biggest thing I'm really sitting with, the biggest question is like, how do I run a business like this? How do I run a business while still deeply honoring my feminine, deeply taking care of myself and deeply honoring the pace that I need to move at? And I think this is one of the biggest challenges for us as just modern day women is like, how do we do all the things that we want to do and show up for all of our commitments and be a parent and a partner and a business owner or a career woman or a, you know, a friend, a, a community member, you know, whatever it is that we want to be and, and do, how do we do all that? How do we prioritize all the the things that we want to put our energy into in the world while also taking incredible care of ourselves while also ensuring that as a feminine essence being we are getting what we need to feel nourished to thrive to feel resourced in our system to feel regulated in our nervous system to feel embodied to feel taken care of yeah And so I'm coming into this year sitting with what I can feel is going to be a shift around how I run my business, around my relationship to my business. You know, I spent, I've been running this business for a decade now and I spent the first decade of it, like just so focused on the outcomes. Like how do I just build this thing and get the results and make the money and serve the the work I'm here to do and support these people and share content and That's just dominated everything. And while that's still important, this year it's like I want to find a new way of relating to my business, doing my work in the world, running my business that still allows my feminine to flourish, to feel supported, to feel fertile, (laughs) yeah, to help me feel connected to my womb and my cycles, to feel rested, nourished, full and overflowing. Like I'm really navigating, like how do I still coach and teach and create content and help people and be of service while still also deeply receiving, right? So how do I kind of give an output energy while also ensuring I'm still deeply receiving everything that feels important for me to receive, money, connection, love, support, abundance, pleasure, joy, nourishment in my cells, right? Like I want to allow 
my inner woman, the woman within me, to live a life that sets her heart on fire in every way, both in in how she's being taken care of and the joy and pleasure she gets to feel in her life, but also through fulfilling her purpose in the world and everything she's here to create. So I want to, you know, I know there's this age old thing for us as women, like we want to have it all right. But I'm not coming at that from like this trauma response kind of of like, I have to have it all because I, then I can prove that I can or that I'm capable. I'm coming at it from a space of like, I, I want to know how to have one without sacrificing the other. I think is really what it's coming down to. That's what I'm really sitting with. It's like, I want to, I want to do my work in the world. I want to have my business, but I don't want to do it to the extent that it sacrifices my hormonal well-being, my fertility, um, that it disconnects me from my feminine and my body. But I also, I want to be able to be a feminine woman fully, but I also know I have things to do in the world. So it's like, how do I have both in a way that feels deeply nourishing? And I don't have the exact answers to that. I actually think this year is about my exploration and discovery of that. I think this is my year to uncover what that's going to look like to play, to try things, to share the journey with you along the way. And look, I would love, I would really love at some point to be integrating teaching business into my work in the world. You know, I've got 10 years business experience behind me. I've built a very successful business. I know I have a lot to share in this space, but I feel I don't want to enter into teaching anything about business or supporting female business owners until I really know how to do this in a way that is going to allow you as a woman to feel deeply nourished. Um, And I think there's too many business teachings out there that stress out our nervous system, that take us up into our head to strategize, that put pressure on us to hit income goals, that, you know, make us do things that feel so out of integrity. And I'm not interested in that. So let's see. Let's see how this year unfolds. Let's see what I can embody and practice and discover in this area. And then, you know, I may be ready and I'm going to trust totally if I am and if I'm not to birth some type of beautiful feminine business mastermind. I mean, that would be a dream, but I'm not going to do that until I know I'm truly ready. So I've sort of been, to be honest, in this process for quite a few years of really, you know, ever since I started getting into feminine work of really like, okay, I need to change my relationship to this like hyper achievement focused, work focused, doing focused aspect of me. Um, so yeah, it feels like a a continual deepening of that. And so that aside, business aside, what I want to share in this episode, um, seeing we're talking about, you know, coming into a new year and really thinking about what a year ahead might have in store with us. I want to share a little bit more with you around how I plan on living a life devoted to the feminine this year, um, how I'm going to be navigating this journey some of the key principles and themes I'm going to be working with that will guide me. And again, um, you know, I feel like I'm only scratching the surface in this episode. I feel like as we move through 2023, you're going to hear a lot more on this conversation. I feel like it's going to guide my episodes a lot this year. 
And my hope is, my intention is, and I'm you know planning this out at the moment, is to actually bring you a lot more like smaller bite size episodes. So rather than you know big episodes that maybe come once a month or once every two weeks that have a lot in them, I'd love to be able to just bring more frequent, shorter little bite size episodes that go deep on just one little topic and maybe I riff on it for like 15 minutes. So that's an intention. Um, and we'll see how that unfolds this year as well. As you can feel, there's not a lot of intense pressure <laughs> that I'm really putting on myself. I'm entering everything very gently and slowly this year. So what's interesting is I haven't actually felt this year to go into much planning as yet for my 2023, which is interesting because I do typically do a lot of planning at the beginning of a year. Um, and this year I'm just not feeling it as yet. It may come later. Sometimes I find plans start to materialize later and then I can really create the vision. There's nothing wrong with planning. I'm all for it. If you're a big planner, I think planning allows you to create a lot of clarity. It's just not something that for me at the moment, I'm feeling very strongly. So I'm feeling very open. I'm feeling very surrendered. I'm feeling very trusting. I have clarity, but I'm also open to how that's all going to unfold. But what I do have, you know, what I have sort of planned to some extent is a few little things around themes and keywords for the year and key areas of focus for the year. So that's what I want to um, start going into and, and offer you in this episode. So first of all, the word. So interesting. I think such a beautiful way to really land on your word for a year is to just really notice, um, you know, recurring themes that are coming up for you, recurring desires, the word, you know, that sometimes this can happen. You'll just have this word that just seems to flow through your conversations and always be ringing in your ears and just feel like it's really coming to the forefront for you. And the word for me, which you know, part of me feels a sense of resistance to have this be my overarching word, um, but it is what's coming through. And so the word that's really coming through for me for 2023 is nourishment. You've probably already heard me use that word about 10 times <laughs> in this episode. It's very much in my languaging at the moment. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit in this episode around what nourishment means, because this isn't just about food. That's what, what we might think about, but that's not what nourishment means to me. Um, but nourishment really will be a key aspect to how I'm going to be supporting my feminine essence this year and staying really connected to that part of myself. And then the other word I've been feeling and hearing a lot around is receiving. Receiving is also a deeply feminine quality and it kind of feels like to me um, there's this interplay between these two words that they actually will work together in that nourishment to me has this sense and this feeling of filling up you know filling our body our cells our energy up with goodness and it creates this feeling of being full overflowing yeah, being filled with life force, with pleasure, with what it is that we need, where our needs are met. Um, we feel, I mean, even sit with if this is something that resonates, what does nourishment, being nourished, actually feel like? 
in your body and as you hear me talk about it you'll you'll hear how I I talk about nourishment being like you know so much more than food it's like there's so many different ways that we can be nourished and to me it just creates this deep feeling of like wholeness and fullness in my body um it creates a lot of pleasure a lot of joy a lot of aliveness a lot of radiance and makes me feel really magnetic it makes me feel deeply loved like I'm deeply being taken care of by myself and it really allows me to overflow like it allows me to feel so nourished that that the way that I work and create is now just like an overflow it's just an extension a natural extension of the energy I've cultivated within myself and so when then I think about receiving, receiving is almost like now it's like leaning back into that inner feeling of fullness that I've created in my body, leaning back into that beingness, that state of being that I've cultivated, sinking deeper into the worthiness and the wholeness and the completeness that I've, that I've built within and opening and softening more into that and in that allowing more in receiving more from that space right because this is a big thing i'm learning about our capacity to receive often we are wanting to receive more from a place of emptiness from a place of starvation from a place of feeling deprived of what it is that we want to receive. But when we work on nourishing ourselves and our systems and filling ourselves up with, with goodness, with pleasure, with joy, with really coming into that space of overflow, you're then actually, you're so full in, your, in yourself that you are available to actually hold and allow in more. You, you, you can open more because you're feeling so full and resourced in your system. You're not, you're not scrambling, you're not grasping, you're not trying to get. You can just relax into what you've already, what you're already feeling. You can soften and open into that. And it's like it. It just allows more in from a place of like this and now more. Like I already am this and now there's more that's ready to come in. It's like I'm receiving from a place of already having cultivated it and now I'm allowing in more. And I'm receiving from a place of being able to sink into a sense of safety that I've cultivated in my body because I feel so safe and so nourished, I can just relax and open and let more in versus that place we often try to receive from, which is actually emptiness and lack and desperation and deprivation. And then we try to go get from that space and we think that getting is receiving. It's not receiving, it's getting. And so that's a, I think there's something I want to explore in this, this year around receiving and feeling deeply nourished and like I'm deeply receiving. And like I said, these are very feminine qualities. So I want to offer you now, um, I'm going to share, I think maybe four principles. There's so many, so many principles of feminine living <laughs> that I can share with you, but I'm going to share four principles of, of, of feminine living um, that I'm really going to be working with. 
and um and you'll yeah get more of a sense around this approach I'm taking to this year but I feel like I said as we go through this year you're going to get a lot more podcasts and conversations on really living in a way that is deeply oriented towards your feminine self deeply honors her and allows you to deeply embody her okay so the first principle and I've already been working with this one a lot this year is slowness so the feminine needs to move slow she wants to move slow it's in moving slow that you feel It's in moving slow that you can stay in your body and you can stay present to what's happening. It's in moving slow that you can stay attuned to what you're needing, what you're feeling, what's coming up for you. It's in moving slow that you can be attuned to that more subtle felt sense within you, which is your feminine And you can be living in deep connection with that part of yourself. And in slowing down, we allow ourselves to move at our body's pace, at the pace of our feminine self, and at the pace we need to move at in order to not overload our system, overstimulate our nervous system, or override where our body's at and what it actually has capacity for. Now, so many of us as women, I know this because I'm one of these women, and I think it's the culture that we live in and I think it's just the way that we are taught to live. But so many of us as women are rushing and running and racing through life. We are moving so fast and we feel like we have to move fast because there's so much we have to do. And so it feels like the only way to get everything done and to achieve everything you need to do is to speed up. And when we speed up, what happens? We disconnect from our body. When we speed up, we stop feeling. When we speed up, we go numb. When we speed up, we miss the subtle communication of our body, of what's alive us, what's coming up, what we need, what our intuition is saying to us. Can't hear our inner voice. When we speed up, we miss that little part of us that's like, you need to put in a boundary here. You need to say no here. Hey, you're over your capacity here. We don't feel that. We don't hear that. So in this this rushing and this speeding up and this fast way of living, we very often are abandoning and disconnecting from and disassociating from our feminine self and what she's trying to communicate to us in every single moment through our bodies and through what we're feeling. And I know for a lot of us as women, and this is the case for me as well, there's a lot of fear that comes up around slowing down. And even as I started to enter this year in such a slower paced way, Um, I could already hear the inner stories and some of the triggers and the activations going on in my system of like, oh my gosh, it's already a few weeks into the new year. You haven't done anything. You're not promoting this thing yet. Everyone else is selling programs. You're not. You haven't done anything yet. You know, all of those stories or the guilt or the worry or the self-judgment, whatever it is that comes up for you. 
you know, when you slow down. But the work in this is always, can you witness that? Again, can you slow down enough to be able to witness that? Feel those emotions that are arising, process the fear, anxiety in your system, hold the part of you that's really triggered. Be with what's happening in your body, be with your breath and be with where you are and the sensations and not act from that space. What we need to do is actually be able to drop below that part of us that's trying to make us speed up and feel move through the layers and just really feel deeper into our body for how we truly want to move, for what we truly want to do, for what we truly desire to do, for what we truly have capacity to do, for the pace we truly want to move at. And oh, there is big trust in this. And this is part of the feminine path is deep trust. Like a lot of the reason women can't live in their feminine is because they don't trust their feminine. They don't trust that if they move at her pace, they're still going to get things done. They don't trust if they follow their desire to rest, that they're not just going to want to rest forever and never do anything again. They don't trust that if they go in and feel that emotion, that they're not going to get lost and drown in that emotion for months. They don't trust the way that that, their feminine energy is moving through their body. And so we, you know, we're really, we're really going to have to work on trust if we want to orient our life more towards our feminine self. And so the feminine needs slowness. She needs patience and she needs space. She needs you to move at a pace that allows her to stay soft and open. The minute your feminine self feels pressured, rushed, or forced, she closes. When you close as a woman, you lose access to so much, so much of your wisdom, the wisdom of your body, the wisdom of your intuition, the wisdom of your needs, the wisdom of your emotions. You go numb. So we need to move slow. And if you want to more deeply honor your feminine this year, one thing you will need to do is slow down and start to move slower, start to move at the pace of your body, of what feels true, of what feels right, of what you have capacity for. So just to offer you a few things around what this moving slow is going to look like for me this year, um, things you might want to take on. You know, one of them is going to be working slower and allowing results to come more slowly. And that's going to mean for me watching my tendency to push and rush and force because I want an outcome. It's going to require me to notice places that I will overload my calendar, overload myself with projects and tasks or with the amount of things I want to achieve in a day. It's going to require me to really witness that part of me that will um, want a result so badly that she will abandon her body and her needs along the way. And I'm going to have to start to, and this is what I'll be working on, is really learning how to make peace with moving slower, maybe doing less, maybe working less, maybe achieving less, maybe having less commitments, but finding ways of doing things that means even if I'm doing less, they are higher quality. They feel more nourishing and sustainable when I do them. 
Maybe this will look like allowing in more support. Maybe this will look like outsourcing more. You know, I'm still exploring this, but I just do not want to max out my capacity this year because when we do that as a woman, we burn out and we become depleted and drained and exhausted. And then we wonder why we're lacking motivation in our work or why we have nothing inspiring to say online or why we want to say no to every friend of ours that wants to catch up with us, you know, because we push ourselves too far. The next thing that, um, you know, there's some other things that the slowness will really look like is a slow morning practice. I've been letting myself have such a long, slow morning practice so far this year, which has been difficult because sometimes I'm still in morning practice until 11 a.m. on a Monday, you know, and this again, you need to work with this in a way that is sustainable for you. I'm not in any way suggesting people just blow off all their commitments because I have commitments. I have things I have to show up for. I do have a business to run, but in the times and places I can allow myself more space, more slowness, I'm going to give that to myself. If that is what my body needs, if that's what my body needs. I'm also going to be looking this year at restructuring a lot of my programs. One thing I recognize coming out of last year, um, like I said, is the feminine needs slowness. She needs space. She needs room and time. She doesn't want to be rushed. And what I was starting to feel with some of my programs was that they were too rushed. I felt like I was rushing women through my programs. I felt like I was overloading them with too much content. I felt like I was um, maxing out their capacity with how much they were trying to do both in their lives and then in my programs. And I'm going to be restructuring and I'm figuring this out at the moment, but there'll definitely be a change to Divine Femme. I'm looking at making that a longer program, which just means being it'll be more spaced out. It'll allow you a lot more time and space to be moving through the material, to be integrating things, to be embodying things um, and to and to have it be sustainable so that you can manage this program alongside your life and you can complete the program. I just don't want to run programs anymore that aren't possible for women to comp- complete because there's too much in there. Like that is not serving women. So there will be, um, I'm figuring this out, exactly what the length of Divine Femme will be, but it will be longer. And I'm also extending the length of my one-on-one coaching as well. And I'm looking at, I'm designing a bit of a longer program too. And then this will probably flow into any other offering I do. It's all going to be longer, slower, more nourishing, right? I want women to feel nourished when they're a part of my work. Um, so if either of those offerings, divine femme or one-on-one coaching resonates with you, I've got links in the show notes, um, to both of those divine femme will probably open up for enrollments. I'm guessing around February, March of this year. So within the next month or two. So, um, I'm really excited to lead another round of that. If you want to be on the wait list for divine femme, go to ConnieChapman.com slash divine femme. That's my signature group program for women on, on the journey of feminine embodiment and feminine living. And then one-on-one coaching is that really high touch, intimate space with me where we go really deep and you get a lot of personalized support. And I currently am also taking on -on one-on-one clients. So um, you can go down into the show notes, get the link for private coaching, and you can submit an application if you are interested in doing some one-on-one work with me this year. 
I've been really loving getting back into my one-on-one actually. It's felt, it's felt so beautiful. Um, and then the final thing really for me around slowness is working much more with my cycle. Um, just even deepening, uh, deepening, deepening my relationship to my cycle, my understanding of my seasons, my energies and my my capacity, my needs at different um, times of my cycle and never really working to never push myself beyond that and allowing myself to move slowly if I need to based on where I'm at in my cycle. Okay. The second principle, and this one one will come (laughs) come as no surprise, um, the second principle that I'm really working with this year to live in deeper alignment with my feminine, to live in devotion to my feminine is nourishment, (laughs) which is, you know, my theme. And I want to talk more about nourishment and what this means. So I... The phrase, you know, that I kept hearing um, in my head a lot coming into this year was, I want to be a well-nourished woman. I want to be nourished on all levels. I want to feel nourished both from within and both by everything that's in my life. I want everything in my life to feel nourishing to me. I feel so done and complete with anything that feels draining and depleting and stressful and pressured and which overwhelms and overloads my nervous system and my capacity and leaves my body feeling tense and tight and undernourished and closed. Like I'm just done. I'm not interested. And so working with nourishment is really at the forefront for me. And when we start to look at this principle of nourishment for women, it extends so much more and so far beyond food, even though, you know, nourishment is related to food, it is so much more than that. We want to look at nourishment as, as going across all the various layers of ourself and looking at all our various bodies. So yes, our physical body, how do we nourish our physical body through rest, through food, through sunshine, through you know, connection, through um, giving our body what it needs on a physical level, through our supplements, through our body work, but also how do we nourish our emotional body? What nourishes us on an emotional level? What helps us take care of our emotional self? Our mental body, what nourishes us on a mental level? What supports our mind? What nourishes us on a spiritual level, our spiritual body and our energetic body? We can be nourished on all these different levels of our being. These are all layers of ourself that need tending to. And for us as women to truly thrive, We need to have the inner resources. We need to be resourced from within so that we can be great mothers, great partners, great friends, business owners, um, household leaders, creators, friends, you know, community members, whatever we want to be, right? In order to do that, we need to be nourished. We need to be full. We need to be taken care of. Now, it's it's we can look at this with how we show up for ourselves but also just the things we have in our lives like look around at your life maybe where you live 
the work you do, the people in your life, the things you're committed to. Really ask yourself, does this nourish me? Does this give to me? How does this leave me feeling? And nourishment is something not just that we do. Like you don't just do your self-care. You you know, this is something you feel. I really want you to see if you can tune into what it feels like in your body to be nourished. How would you describe that? What does that feel like? Like this is what we need as women. This is how you take care of the feminine, right? Like We're so good at nourishing these other parts of ourselves through how much we do and achieve and commit to, but how do you nourish your feminine self that needs time, care and attention and love? And she she needs her needs met. She needs to be listened to and honoured and attended to. And most of us just are like, I don't have time for that. But where does that leave us? That leaves us with this epidemic of depleted, drained, undernourished, burnt out, exhausted women. And that's not who we're here to be. That's not, like, how can we serve in the way that we are here to serve our families, our work in the world, the version of ourselves that we want to be, our partners, our men, the earth? Like, how are we supposed to serve if we are exhausted, burnt out, empty, undernourished, drained, devoid of pleasure, devoid of joy, devoid of rest, you know, and this is going to look different for every single one of us. I'm aware we've all got different commitments going on. So just take on, you know, whatever's landing here and however you might be able to work this. But, you know, I've I've been one of these, one of these women, a woman addicted to doing, to giving, to outpouring energy, to pushing herself, to overcommitting herself, always having to be busy and in the process never feeling like I had the time to prioritize what I truly needed and to nourish myself to replenish myself to allow myself to be the woman that I wanted to be and to feel deeply like my feminine self was being taken care of And so to really soften into your feminine, you need to be deeply nourishing yourself, really knowing your needs. And we need to start to unravel some of the stories or the programming or the patterning that might be going on that's preventing you actually living as a nourished woman. So some things this is going to look like for me um, is really making the nourishment of all of my various bodies, my physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, energetic bodies, my priority. So that I am aware of what my body's needing, what I'm needing at different times, where each, you know, where I'm at on all these different levels and, you know, what I can do for myself. It's also about actually, this is something I want to, I've done numerous times, but I feel to do again, is really write out all the things that nourish me. And you can do this as well. You know, I've been discovering new forms of nourishment. I've been discovering that I love reading fiction books. And to some extent, I knew that, but I didn't realize actually just how nourishing that is for me. So that's like a new, a new piece of nourishment that I'm adding in. The other thing that I want to add in is is more creativity. 
you know, I've remembered through reflecting just how nourished I am through making things with my hands, painting, drawing, knitting, sewing, building things, clay, pottery. Like I want to create more, not because, you know, when we use our creativity, there's no outcome really. I mean, you can focus on the outcome, but so often it's just the process and, and what it allows you to feel, the joy and the Oh, the life force that moves through you around it. So, you know, what you'll find is you might know what nourishes me, but every now and then that might need an upgrade. You might want to add in more. You might want to make it richer, deeper, Um, really uh, like write out everything that nourishes you on all the different levels and then notice what percentage of time each day or each week are you actually giving to those things? that nourish you? How much time are you spending nourishing yourself versus outputting, doing, giving all the things that you do? And we really actually need to bring that more into balance as women. Um, you know, this is about listening to our needs as well. So uh, very often just asking ourselves maybe day to day, what am I needing? What am I truly needing? Not what my mind says I need. What can I feel my body needs. This has flown in actually into my diet because I started working a lot last year on um, eating in a way that was more supportive and stabilizing for my hormones and my blood sugar and my fertility, you know, cutting out stimulants, eating more regularly, eating more fat, more protein. And then more recently, uh, actually just this year, I've been so drawn to reintegrating red meat. And I'm now eating, um, we're like cooking grass-fed steak like once a week. And I wasn't even eating meat previously. And I'm on bone broth and I just, I'm just really trusting my body. It is like, you just need more of this and it feels deeply nourishing. So it's really trusting, um, what you feel you need, even if it doesn't make sense. (laughs) And even if, you know, it goes against, um, how you're used to being. Right. But for me, you know, so many of the things that nourish me are things like beach walks and beach swims, moving my body through nourishing workouts, getting skin treatments and facials. I love that time with friends. Like I said, being creative, baths, body massages, reading fiction, resting, sleeping, um, taking little trips away, going on bushwalks in nature, starting creative projects like painting, I also, I'm just really feeling to do things with my hands. I want to do some pottery classes. Like this is all the stuff that our mind says isn't productive, but deeply supports your feminine. Okay. So if you want to live in devotion to the feminine, this is the stuff that needs to become priority. All right. Principle three that I'm going to be working with this year, and you'll start to see how these are all overlapping a little bit. The third one is living guided by the body. Now, when you start to live more guided by your body than your mind, your days and your life starts to flow very differently. And rather than just running on autopilot off what your mind had planned for the day, you start to get attentive and attuned to your body and what you actually need and where you're at and what you're feeling and what your body is requiring. And I started to really do this this year. And like I said, you're going to bump up against some stuff, some fear, some mental um, challenges, like like um, 
objections, beliefs, uh, a whole heap of things. Yeah. But for me, this is really about like knowing that as a cyclical woman, I'm different every day. Some days I can spend the whole day at the computer and it is easeful. I am in flow. I can create. It's not, I'm not forcing. It's just like there's so much life force moving through me and I can just outpour it. And then other times it's just, I don't have that capacity and I need a lot of, I need a lot of rest and a lot of self-care. I need a lot of time off the computer. This is how we honor our feminine. We recognize we're different every day. We need different things every day. And we need to watch the places that our mind tries to force us into this expectation it has of how we should be being that day. And in the process, we override our needs, our body, and what's alive for us. And very often, actually, if you really just attend to yourself and what your body needs, you can often find things will shift quite quickly. Like you might think you're going to need a whole day of rest. And then if you really meet that need, maybe after an hour or two, you actually feel good and you're ready to get out and start your day. But until we meet what's alive in that moment, we don't know. And until we can start to learn how to honor what's what our body needs, um, we're going to be con- continually living in denial of our feminine self and um, we're going to be continuing a pattern of self-abandonment in order to be who we think we need to be in the world. So, you know, some days I have a lot of calls and commitments and it's not always a day that I can just be like, today's a rest day. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to be attuning to what my body is feeling that day. Even if it's a full day where things have to get done, you can still take some moments in the morning to tune into your body. How am I feeling? Where am I at? What's my capacity today? What am I going to need to support me alongside everything that I have to do today? How can I nourish myself and look after myself, even though I've got a lot that needs to get done? You know, this is all stuff like what I'm giving you here is all stuff that is a practice. We're not here to be perfect at this. We're not here to be like, oh, yeah, I nailed that today. We're here to just work it and practice it and integrate it as part of our devotion to our feminine self. And so, you know, I I just am really working on being more in my body, devoting to really body-based practices, listening more deeply to my body and honoring my body's needs. And, and the biggest thing in this is just really noticing those places. My mind wants to override, push, force, um, abandon myself to get an outcome, like witnessing that because I just want to unravel all of that. So I think I've been talking a lot already around what this practice will look like for me, but Um, One of the biggest things, like this is going to have to be such a practice for me, is to not drop any aspect of my self-care or my self-nourishment when I get busy. Many of us may notice this. That is my little place. I'm like, okay, I already know when things get busy, when there's a lot on my plate, the first thing that goes is the self-care and self-nourishment piece because I hear the stories of I don't have time for that and whatever. So that is going to be one of my biggest practices is maintaining a deep level of self-nourishment despite 
yeah, how busy and full my life becomes. And then the fourth principle, the final one I'm going to give you um, in this particular episode, like I said, we'll talk about this much more through the year. This is a really powerful one. I'm actually really excited to speak to this. And I think this one, this is a new conversation for me. And I think it will flow through this year. The fourth principle is changing my relationship to the word working and beginning to focus on serving the creative energy within me rather than working. If you can see me on on video, I'm doing inverted commas, working or running the business. Now, this is a real shift towards the feminine when you understand this. There is this shift around how we see work when we are coming from the feminine. And I even feel to move away from using the terms working and business. I mean, I may still use them, but they don't resonate in the way they used to. What resonates more from a feminine perspective for me is creating and serving. Creating and serving. So as a feminine being, you are the vessel. You are the vessel, a receptive vessel. And when you drop into being in your body in that open receptive space, all we have to do as a creator, as the creatress, as I often say, is be available for the divine to move through you, for divine inspiration, a divine idea, a divine step to drop in, to drop into your vessel, to drop into your body, to drop into your womb, to move through you. And to, for you to feel the stir of that energy of something wants to be created through me. And I am, I am here to create that and birth that. So I'm living in service to creation. I'm living in service to what wants to be created through me. Because as women, we're here to create, we're here to birth, whether we are birthing a baby or a creative project or a next version of ourselves. We're always birthing and rather than us trying to control that process and be in our head and plan it all, when we're actually in the feminine, we are the receptive vessel that is available and ready and waiting for when that next creative impulse wants to move through us and we live in service and devotion to that. So what I'm really seeing is this shift where it's less like I'm working, I'm running a business, I'm doing things that need to get done, and more like I am just living in service to creation. I am living in service to the creative impulse. I'm living in service to what wants to be created through me. I'm here to be receptive, to receive what wants to be birthed and created through me And to move through that process, trust the impulses and bring it to life through my body. Now, this is a deeply feminine perspective. How does it feel to move out of running a business and working to instead creating and serving? Serving not meaning being selfless. Serving mean living in devotion to serving the energy that is moving through you of what wants to be created. When I feel into that, I feel such a feeling of relief and lightness and softness in my body and nervous system. I feel so much more easeful and relaxing. It's not like I have to sit down and create a plan. It's like I just have to be in my body 
and be in my feminine and be receptive and available and receive those creative impulses and follow them and act on them and birth what wants to be birthed through me. I mean, isn't that just beautiful? I love that perspective. And I think you're going to hear me talk a lot more about that through this year. And so this is where, this is how we get to live in the body-based way that I was speaking about before, because your work is to be, if you really want to live in this feminine way, you live in a way where you're nourishing and resourcing your system, you're taking care of yourself, you're meeting your needs, you're following what feels true and right each day, you know, you're following the impulse of what you desire and what you need and where you feel moved to go, you're in your body. You're being guided by your body and you're in the receptive feminine, which means in the moment that some creative impulse moves through you, an idea, a message, something you want to make, something you want to share, something you want to do, you follow it. You're in service and in devotion to that. And so one of the things this practice will look like for me, and this is something we have to look out for, is being available, being fully receptive. Because how often do you ever have like a creative idea drop in or something you want to write down or speak about or share or create? And then it comes in, but it comes in and not an ideal moment. You're like, I'm busy. I'm doing other things or I'm in the middle of something. And so we go, I don't have time for that. So I'm not receptive. I'm not in the receptive feminine. I'm not available. I'm in my head. And then we push away that creative idea And then what do you know? We forget about it or we can't remember it again or we lose that ability to channel through something that's ready to come through. So if you want to live this way in this way of creation and service, it means you have to be in complete devotion and service to that creative energy when it moves through you. You don't question it. You don't make it wrong. You don't say, I don't know, will anyone want this? Will this make sense? Is this going to be good enough? You just don't like There's something that wants to be birthed and created through me and I'm going to follow that impulse and I'm going to follow where it's taking me and I'm going to follow the inspired steps because I am the vessel, I am receptive and I am in service to divine creation. And so this is going to require, I know for me, like just watching where the mind comes to hijack things. You know, very often we receive a creative impulse and then we go, okay, I'll take over from here. And we push out that, you know, the divine that gave it to us and we start trying to micromanage it and control it, turn it into something, rush it, get it out there faster, right? So whenever you start to notice that, that's the chance to sink back into your body, soften again, open again, and then feel into does it feel true to actually do anything more around this at the moment or is it actually true just to keep you know incubating it in my womb until the next inspired step comes so this requires a lot of surrender Um, but this is the way I want to work this year and uh, I can't wait to share more with you around how that unfolds and what that looks like So there is so much more I could share with you about feminine living and about what I'm desiring and wanting to create this year, but that's all going to come in time. These are the starting steps I wanted to give you. This is what I'm feeling is really my beginning point. And I hope there'll be a lot more conversations coming around this for you in 2023. 
So as I mentioned, if you do feel to get some support this year, coming into this year around your journey of feminine embodiment, feminine living, or just getting support with what you're needing at this particular time, um, I am enrolling for my one-on-one coaching. So you can find out more about that at ConnieChapman.com slash private coaching or Divine Femme. You can add your name to the wait list for that beautiful group journey at ConnieChapman.com slash Divine Femme. Or if you have any questions about these, just send me a send me a DM on Instagram, send me an email, and I can chat to you about all of them. Anyway, my loves, that is my very first episode of 2023. I think we are setting a powerful tone for the year. I can't wait to see what unfolds. Thank you for being here for this episode. If you love this and you want to share it with someone, send it on to a friend, post it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Connie underscore Chapman. Send me a DM. Let me know what you loved about this episode. Or if you love Awaken Radio, you can leave a five-star review or a written review review on um, Apple Podcasts to allow this show to reach more people. Thank you so much for being tuned in to this episode today. I'm wishing you a magical 2023 and I look forward to talking to you again next time. Bye.